All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Modern Wong Chat. Uh, you know, this is where the show where I get to talk a little bit about myself, but mostly with my guests. It's kind of like having a little nice coffee, uh, catching up old friend. And tonight, one of my good old friend is Matt. She is an extraordinary person, a lot of fun. And the best part is that uh, he has a very nice mustache. Oh, but he also is the uh, head of social media at DeviantArt. So we can talk to that, uh, talk about that just a little bit more too. So let me go ahead and welcome Matt. Hey. All right. Hello there, Matt. So hey. I keep saying just Matt because I don't want to mess up your last name. I've I'll got just... a terrifying last name. I, yeah, like, you know, it's just that I don't want to mess it up, butcher mm -hmm. it. So, so my last name is pronounced Buholtz, which is Buholtz. apparently not the quote unquote real pronunciation of it, but how my family pronounces it. So like, if you imagine the C is an E, like the word Hugh, oh. but Bu. Okay. Is it? Sure. What language? German? <laughs> German. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like German. It's one of those ones where it goes way back. I'm, I'm just a mutt somewhere it's possible they do that thing where they come to america and they have to change it up a little bit too and then you know that happens to a lot uh, yeah I always, I always do the like what does my name mean quizzes uh -huh. and it's like oh it means birchwood or beechwood and i'm like that's cool i actually like change every time <laughs> uh, yeah i lived on the corner of beechwood and victory when i first moved out to la and i was like it's a sign nice. <laughs> like i'm gonna make it in la I mean, you could, you could literally steal the sign and say it's a sign because it's a sign. Yeah. Uh, it's your name on it. <laughs> so actually, I'm looking at your background right now. You are actually at DeviantArts right now, aren't you? I'm at DeviantArt. Yes, I'm head of social media for DeviantArt. So I manage everything that you see currently on DeviantArt that is not on DeviantArt. So if you see anything on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, did I miss that one? Facebook. Uh, you actually physically at DeviantArt's headquarters right now because I'm you guys moved physically to... at DeviantArt as well. As well, because yeah. We <laughs> just got done with a shoot for something I can't talk about yet that you'll probably <laughs> see in the future. Uh, that was very exciting. We got to work with a bunch of amazing artists today, and like uh, it ended up with me just being stuck at work. So I'm streaming from here. You already answered the question that I wanted to ask because DeviantArt is already a kind of a social media platform, kind of, mm -hmm. um, and being a head of social media of a social media platform, I was wondering like, huh, what does that mean? It's like, okay, never mind. You explain it's, that. Well, I mean, yeah. it's actually really interesting because uh, uh -huh. being a social media site, it's like, how does Facebook interact on Twitter? How does mm -hmm. Twitter interact on Facebook? You know, and uh, being a site where you're constantly like, yeah, this is something really cool, but go back to our site and let's talk about <laughs> it is always a bit of a challenge, but it's really cool because we get to just offer a lot of UGC, like uh, user generated content to people mm -hmm. that follow us. So I get mm -hmm. to work in curation a lot and getting to expose a lot of new artists to people. And how long has been, how long has DeviantArt's been around actually? So DeviantArt, I, I want to say is the oldest still operating social media site in the world. Uh, we are going to hit our 20th anniversary in August, August 7th. We'll hit wow. 20 years old, which means we're older than Facebook. We're older than Twitter. And it's pretty crazy. You might um, be older. It might be older than most user 
on social media, like in general, you know? It, it really is. Like there's so <laughs> many users who are uh, of an age that is younger than the site. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, we had Eric uh, Proctor in who goes under the name Sao Shen recently. And mm -hmm. we had him on the podcast and his DeviantArt page is 16 years old. And so we brought in a 16-year-old to be his page, and it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually want to join uh, the Divine Art podcast someday. So uh, yeah, know. man, you gotta come in. Yeah, well, I, I mean, will. we've had you, we've had you to the new office, right? You've come yes, to the new one. I had. Yes, uh, okay. You guys had lunch for uh, had for lunch that day. It was yeah, great. Oh my gosh, father! It was amazing. Yeah. So for those of you watching, one of the best things about Divine Art one is the community, but number two is we get lunch every day in the office. And we get some amazing lunches. They were uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. We had fun when you came in, and that was great. That was great. Um, how long have you been in DeviantArt? So I've been on DeviantArt for about eleven years, but I've been working at DeviantArt for just over two years now. So about three years back, mm. the website company Wix acquired DeviantArt, and mm -hmm. I was brought in post acquisition as someone to help with uh, elevating DeviantArt and mm. making sure that we're um, we've got the right resources to really do what we need to do for the artistic community. And so it's been really exciting. It's been a great two years. I've been able to be a part of a lot of amazing projects and, uh, it's been great. I mean, you, know, you got to go with us to Comic-Con last I year. I did. That was great. Uh, yeah, you I'm were on that panel. Yeah, that panel. That, no, I actually, I need to figure out where I put it. I'm sure it's David Stemmler. Yeah, you've, you've got your placard, right? I got my placard. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> I've made it. I got my nerd cred. I'm like, yep. You know, right? like that's not so. Here's the thing. You know, I don't care about a lot of things, especially in the nerd space. Like, you know, I mean, I care, but you know, I want to play that. I don't care. Right. But this, this is one thing. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I, I can like, hey guys, I made it. I've made it. It's on my bucket list. You know, like, yeah, that's like a nerd bucket list thing. Also, oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. off in my office. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you're way too late. If you get haunted, you know, uh, don't worry. We'll, we'll catch you on stream. <laughs> yeah. Someone will walk by later and it will be a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that placard is like such a like nerd street cred thing of like, oh, yeah. I was on a panel at SDCC. Right. Oh, uh, man. But I made sure I got a bunch it. of photos of it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about framing it somewhere and, you know. Yeah, I've got, I've got mine in a little folder. You can't really bronze it, I guess. It would just look like a bronze rectangle <laughs> that no one would be able to see what was printed on it. <laughs> um, what was it? Um, who was the other one? Stanley? Uh, oh, my gosh. You were on a panel with Art Germ, who is like mm -hmm. art royalty. Like Art yeah. Germ uh, is, if you haven't ever seen him, go to deviantart.com slash Art Germ. If you've ever seen a DC comic cover, any other comic cover where you're like, that's gorgeous that is a beautiful piece it's stanley's work oh yeah um yeah you were on a panel with like amazing people oh uh, they were all Luke great Mo choice from velvet mm -hmm. spectrum up in portland uh our cco at deviantart justin mm -hmm. maller you're you're up there with some good people it was great they're all great people but the funny thing for me was that i was like oh yeah i got the placard really excited about it but then for stanley i'm sure he have done so many panels that some guy came up to him, asked him, oh, can I have that? And he's like, yeah, sure. Oh, can you sign it? He's like, yeah, sure. He just signed it and just like throw it away. He's like, yeah, take it, kids. Run. Cool. I'm going to run too. Uh, so growing up, like wanting to do art, like I definitely always idolized like Stanley's work and mm -hmm. getting to meet him at Comic-Con. That was the first time I had ever met him, even having worked at DeviantArt for a while at that point. 
And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then at Lightbox, which is Bobby Chu's uh, art and illustration convention, uh, Stanley was there as well. And he came up and he was like, oh, hi. And like he remembered me and I was just like floored. That was one of the best nice. moments of my life. <laughs> yeah. Now, every time I see him, him at a convention, I always say hi to him too, because like uh, he speaks Cantonese. Mm -hmm. uh, so do I. So we get to be like, yeah, we have a little, a little bit of bond there. So, you know, <laughs> we can understand each other. So that's great. I, I do want him on someday, too. So I'll talk to him about it or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got to get him on. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure he's a busy man. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, he was great. But yeah, no, one thing I do very appreciate of you is that I did walk around with you at uh, Comic-Con for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I like your appreciation of art. Like, I'm not sure how much like <laughs> creation you do anymore on the art side. I'm sure you still do, but yeah. I. But it's what I saw about how you like and appreciate other people's art. That is what's very exciting for me. Yeah, I I think that uh, I've always just really found art to be magical, which is kind of crazy. And I love getting to just dig into it and really be excited about it. Like I get excited about things like print quality <laughs> and colors and uh, like line weight and composition. Mm. Uh, I think my favorite thing though is just like seeing a story told in a single image. I think there's such a skill to that that like it really makes me excited when I see someone who can do it really well. Did you and always so, have an appreciation for art or like how did that come about? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my parents always tell stories about me like drawing on all the kitchen cabinets with like chalk and marker and uh, just being really into art. And I definitely read my share of comic books as a kid and graphic novels and spent my time on DeviantArt uh, mm. as it was growing and launching. And it's just always been something really cool. Like for escapism, I grew up on a really small town. I grew mm -hmm. up in a town of like 500 people in eastern Washington state. And uh, so for me, there's always such this fantastical world that can be explored in art. And so to see people be able to convey that is always something I've really appreciated and I really get into. It's something very exciting. And yeah. so Artist Alley for me is like the equivalent of like a Toys R Us when you're a kid. You know, I'm just like yeah. walking around being very, very excited and being so like starstruck by people. You know, so who your, I am or what I'm doing. <laughs> your question earlier finally made sense to me. Like while we were prepping for the show, you were asking me a question like, "Oh, how's the lights and how everything?" Like, I was like, "How do you not know?" It's like I didn't realize my camera wasn't turned on for you until now. So like, yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen you. I no, like, I was like, "Oh shoot, I messed up that part." <laughs> but like, now you can see me too. So I, yeah, great. I can see you, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Mark." Thank there God. it is. Like we're that's here together. Because you were like, "Are you wearing headphones?" Like, yes. Can't you? Hell, <laughs> no. I was confused. I was like, "Oh, okay." Martin, you My can't bad. do this to me. We've known each other for years. I <laughs> know so jokes don't fly anymore. That's the thing because you were already so comfortable. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he already, you know, we, everything seems all right," and he's just goes straight into it and start talking about stuff already. Uh, no, it's, it's yeah, just blind faith in you and what you do. We do know each other for a while. How, how did we meet each other? Okay, so we met each other working for an awesome company uh, called. Ult, uh, mm. Ultimate uh, Media Ventures, Media. ran mm -hmm. a program called Battle on the Strip in Las Vegas. And the very first activation of that, which I believe was Dota 2, the premise was every month, uh, you have you have a very good reaction to that because oh. I remember it 
equally. That was but, a very uh, long night. <laughs> it was, Dota 2 is a long game, and it was a very long day, but very well intended and went very well. Uh, mm. But Battle on the Strip was a program where every month the SLS in Vegas was hosting an esports tournament through Ult, which was awesome. And the first one was Dota 2, but we had an amazing cosplay contest. I think the prize for first place was like 10 grand or something spectacular. It was crazy, yeah. Yeah, it was great because the guys at Ult really appreciate like craftsmanship. They appreciate artists. They appreciate people with fandoms, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, that's exactly the level that you should be. You should be really appreciating those things because so much time and work goes into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they brought you in as a guest judge. They brought in uh, Bindi Smalls. Bindi Small. Mm -hmm. um, was there a third? I, I know you I two were there. I think there is one more at least. I remember. Bindi I, I feel like there well. was a third judge, and I'm really sorry for forgetting who that third judge was, but I remember you two because I uh -huh. talked with Bindi and her husband for a really long time about like mm -hmm. their workshop in Colorado because oh, yeah. I was mm -hmm. so floored by what they do. Bindi does amazing uh, 3D printed cosplay stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just a master of 3D stuff. She's incredible. Um, but yeah, we did that uh, at the halftime of uh, Dota 2 tournament was this uh, cosplay contest. It was really cool. It was amazing. What, like that's I when am, we first met. I am still amazed by that. Uh, the guy who won. Uh, Raynor, oh my uh, gosh! Costume. Yeah. Oh my god. He it, had one of the best cosplays I've ever seen in my life, as far as functionality Sam. and like mm -hmm. engineering behind it. Because mm -hmm. yeah, you can go into it better than I can. I keep trying to hire him for other events as well, but company keeps never taking my offer. But I'm like, guys, you don't understand how amazing this is. Like. <laughs> Like not saying, you know, I'm I'm just very jaded, so it's like it's really hard for me to be, you know, very impressed by a, a cosplay. I mean I'm always impressed but not us but this one definitely like just stopped me. I'm like, Yep. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad because the other contestants were really great too. Like they were yeah. amazing. But that whole turnout was really oh, good. They all have amazing stuff, but then that guy just he floored everybody. He he is we saw him and me and Bindi goes like, hey uh I think he just won already. Like we don't even have to. <laughs> it, it was surreal because so uh, for those watching, we had he had like a full Rainer from uh, StarCraft cosplay, like full Space Marine armor, and it had multiple functionalities of like the helm could sit down in like three different ways, all hmm. through like a programmed piece. Uh, there's and two the, masks actually, not just one. Yeah, there's two yeah, of them. There's the, yeah, there's the outer visor, which is transparent, and then the inner visor with like the skull logo mm -hmm. on the front of it, the Raider logo. And uh, it was gorgeous. But the craziest part was he could put on the full suit in under 40 minutes. It's like ridiculous. it was. It and was he can really walk in fast. it. He could walk. It was fully articulated through like the ribs and waist. It like mm -hmm. crunched in beautiful ways where it looked exactly how you would expect a space armor to look oh man and, and, uh, and it, it, one of the most surprising thing for yeah. me for that costume is so lightweight oh my god yeah it was all like foam it was yeah. something spectacular it doesn't where he, look like foam though no it, you took photos painted, of it and oh it yeah like a, you took photos and your photos mm -hmm. looked like a cg render oh of, yeah every time like i show, show people the photos they're like are is this like a from the game or like i mean it's a character yeah. from the game but that's a cosplay like that's a real I, human being i was there and I also saw your photos, and at first, I didn't think the two were the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, everything from both what they did as a construction company to build that and mm -hmm. what you did to photograph it spectacularly, as you do, uh, was insane.
both of them came together in this thing that looked like fully rendered with like mm -hmm. the perfect particles of dust and light and it was just like i think surreal. he spent over a year working on that costume more hate I wouldn't doubt it. Just the, yeah. just the stuff for that midsection alone, yeah. how it could bend and warp, was mm -hmm. surreal. And he's not even a um, full time cosplayer. He's like an engineer, and he just does this for fun. Like like I, he does. Yeah, he's not like a someone who go to a convention like us, like you know, all, every month or something like that. He's yeah. just like like making this, so he just made it. It that makes was sense. It. I mean, the passion shows and the love uh -huh. for the product shows. Yeah, man, I. He really wanted to go to BlizzCon. He was never able to get tickets. And I'm like, I want to hire you just so you can go to BlizzCon. Uh, like he, yeah, if he needs tickets to BlizzCon, like reach out to one of us and yeah, we might we'll, try to we'll get that fixed. Happen. We might, like, you know, we, I might able to make that make more sense. Like we can just make an active. We'll talk. We'll talk. Martin, you put him in touch with me. We'll yeah. get him to BlizzCon. We'll we'll do the hand. We'll do the proper handshake. We'll do the handshake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just amazing. Uh, but yeah, so that's how we've met. That's how we met. Yeah, that was our first time meeting. You had fantastic burgundy pants, and uh, <laughs> it was a delightful time. <laughs> like yeah, yesterday I was showing uh, um, GB for you. For those of you who haven't seen or you're listening this as a podcast, I had GB, the ASMR YouTuber, on last night, and she never met me at a convention, uh, so it's very mm -hmm. different, you know. And everyone that meets Modern Wong at a conventions, I would say it's an experience. It's kind of like a Disney ride. <laughs> Definitely I, a, a character, you know? Yes. So as much as you said you love being with me at conventions, I love being uh -huh. with you at conventions because we spoke about Aww. this a little bit. The people that you know and love look mm -hmm. different at every convention. Yeah. And you have to meet them every single time because mm -hmm. they look 100% different oh, every time. So they, it's their job and they do so good at it, you know? It should be yes. a compliment. And that's like why the, it's... The it's less you recognize them, them, the better they're yeah, doing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and unlike most people, I go to more conventions than almost 90% of the people that I see at an event. Mm -hmm. uh, like before this whole you know coronavirus situation, my expectation this year was going to a convention on average once every other week. That's so, crazy. And I did the math. Uh, if I meet 20 new people per day, very easy. That's just actually a very easy goal. I always far exceed it. It's not a goal, but like situation. And if it's a three day convention, not even four days, that's three days conventions. That is 60 people. Oh, one event every other week for one year is over 1,560 people. And I've been going to conventions for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for me to like meet because like they'll come to me and I feel really bad and it'll come completely different. They're like, hey, Martin. I'm like, I don't know you have met. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, friend. And then on top of that, they also have cosplay name. Mm -hmm. So oh, I... Yeah, well, working online, oh, uh, whether uh -huh. it be social media, video games, cosplay, whatever, people have handles. And that can be a completely different thing that you have to learn them from. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, this is Derek, but you might know him as XXSephiroth69XX. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I do know that person. <laughs> That's why I love the gaming space because you have all this professional gamer. First of all, I have a complaint, and I was talking to other people about this too. They all the other professional player, they always do that photos where they look like they're trying to look badass. Yeah, they, yep, you know it. Yep, but they don't. You know, a lot of them are just you know they're very strongly because they always say indoors they don't do a lot of sports. I yeah. you know athletic sports. You know. 
at the gym. Yeah. I know some of them do, but a lot of them don't. You know, because they work, they're training. You know, they're playing the game. They have to. Yeah. Um, but they don't look badass. But then they keep doing that pose, and it's just like, man, you don't, you're not intimidating. And then sometimes they will have name like X X Pussy Destroyer sixty nine. I'm like, <laughs> like you you you're killing me here, man. Like, yeah, like, you do not. Yeah, that's not what your name and your face kind of, it doesn't align. See, like, I am i don't know if you know this about me. I was one step beneath getting paid to play Counter-Strike, like, in 2003, mm. 2004, like, back you in the Cal days. And mm -hmm. so, like, one thing that I can say is at least my team didn't have any of those names. We had, like, the lamest names or the most, like, blasé names. We had, like... Uh, our clan name was SCM for South Central McCarty because we lived in the South Tower, the center mm. floor of McCarty Hall at the University of Washington. We were all dorm mates. Uh, it was a Counter-Strike clan completely made of people trying to get a cheap deal on pizza for the 555 <laughs> deal at Domino's. Uh -huh. And uh, like, what's amazing is these guys in you know back in the day are the same people that, are, that were like groomsmen at my wedding like when there was a bond that lasted forever <laughs> but our names were like uh like gur you know and very like, simple Just but like plain. invader zim's gur mm -hmm. not like Ur, and uh <laughs> like ghost and you know like Someone. snake and like none of them were like too cringe which too was great cringe. That's great. So at least it's not too badass, but not too cringe. I would rather yeah. to be not too badass than too cringe. Yeah. What I like now is you see people actually using their real names. Like yeah. uh, uh, in Overwatch League, which is one of the ones that like I follow pretty hard, uh, you had like Jake, right? And like mm. Adam and people who just use their name. And then you had my personal favorite, Cool Matt 69 Who <laughs> 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 just like was like, I'm going to use my name, but I'm also going to lean in a bit. <laughs> Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever watched the cosplay contest at BlizzCon? I've never watched it in person. I've so, watched on the digital ticket. Okay, okay, okay. So this is what, so I'm not sure you, you know this, but it's hilarious to me because okay. you will have all this cosplay that come up. Let's say, oh yeah, next we have, you know, um, I don't know, uh, level five warlock uh, cosplay by, and then have some badass cosplay name, right? You know, yeah. like, uh, I don't know, like Key Master cosplay you know whatever it's called whatever name it's a badass have, right? name you locked yeah. it in whatever and then then you have some guy that will come inside level two druid cosplay by paul and that's <laughs> it <laughs> and like oh that's like and the guy's voice like those movie trailer voice so they're yeah. like very deep dark and just yeah badass <laughs> in a world <laughs> exactly filled One with man. magic but one yeah, paul <laughs> can ruin it all <laughs> yeah there was like like amazing like rainer cosplay cosplay by jake <laughs> yeah. like, oh cool jake <laughs> but i mean I've, I've taken that in similar light to like uh i play like a lot of D, &D games or tabletop mm -hmm. role-playing and i bring in characters for one shots they're like you know oh who's your character it's like oh death blow vaughn baron son it's like okay matt what's your character it's like gary Gary. <laughs> like, your character's name is Gary. I'm like, yes. he works very hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> that name brings fear across all the land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, I feel like in that world, that would be scary, right? Because like in yeah. our common world, like, oh, Gary, Kevin, Sam is like common name. And you bring up, you know, something from Astaroth. Like, oh, that's not badass. But in the land of Astaroth, like you have crazy names. Then you're like, yeah, John. Yeah. 
Shoot, John. Raw, <laughs> Sylvanas, John. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> have you heard about John? Like, oh God, no, please. I don't hear he took the family. Iceborne crown and cracked it in half. <laughs> exactly. Like that should make actually a lot of sense. That's how you're gonna explain it next time. That's exactly it. <laughs> but no, you're right. Um, gaming and arts. Do you see the similarity? How gaming and arts can bring people together? Like the same way that you know, you guys were just sitting for the pizza, but next thing you know, they're friends for life yeah it's true I, I have that too because i went to some of my friends wedding and there are cosplayers yeah and the cosplay the excuse me cosplay community is really close like it's oh, amazing yeah. all the people it's, who are it, in it it's a big community but it's a very tight community i always say mm -hmm. that so don't do anything dumb because we all know each other uh but yeah like there's some of them that's that i think for the past four or five weddings they were all cosplay friends that i've been and some of them, I was a groomsman. Some of them, mm -hmm. of course, I was an attendee. And one of them, I was even a bridesman. That was amazing. That's yeah. great. H have you ever officiated a wedding? I have not yet. I feel like I should because I actually used to shoot a lot of weddings. So I feel like I should just get myself, have that uh, position or whatever that thing. Like, yeah, go for the bingo. Yeah, so then they could be like, oh, in case something do happen, like I imagine like a situation where like, oh no, he stuck in traffic. Then I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just do it, you know. Thank you, Universal Life Church. Yeah, I can with, do this. With the power reset in me and like, what power is like, oh, cool, fire. <laughs> yeah, by the power vested in me by this online pastordom. Pastordom.com. <laughs> Now, Universal Semester. Life Church, it is easy. You can get a little diploma you print out. I guess it's a certificate. But, uh, they did that in The Simpsons, and then like Homer just printed out the little, like, uh, instead of like wearing the jacket, <laughs> just printed out like a black strip with like a white dot in the middle, and he's put on. It's like, oh, yeah. no. Hashtag Simpsons people. did it first. Simpsons already did all of it. You know, they they have done, everyone's like, oh my God, they particularly, no, they have done so many things. They're just like, they got a hit, you know. Oh, yeah, they do great. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's me. It's a good run. It's a good run. But anyway, uh, so we actually never even dive into DeviantArt. At first, I was so worried. I'm like, oh, we're going to just only talk about DeviantArt. But I do have a question about DeviantArt. Yeah, fire away, man. Tell me more about it because, uh, no offense, I feel like DeviantArt is not the number one social media platform anymore, you know? It's, it's weird that? that other social media platforms exist, you're right. But they're different type. They're <laughs> <laughs> but they're very different. They're very different, for sure. No, so uh, DeviantArt definitely went through some ups and downs, but like it's always been the number one platform for artists, which is really mm -hmm. cool. We're right around 50 million registered users which is super exciting, really cool. But the thing that I really like about DeviantArt and one of the reasons why, like, so like we're, personally, I worked really with like a lot of esports, a lot of gaming stuff, a lot of community-driven stuff in the past. And when I was approached to, uh, like I was reached out to, to work for DeviantArt, I looked into it a lot. And the thing that I love about it and the reason why I took the job was they really like care about artists. And that's something that is not always common. Mm -hmm. And DeviantArt, the people that I talked to and interviewed with and uh, spoke to at all the levels, and I mean, you know this as well, you've been into many oh, yeah. closed-door NDA meetings with <laughs> higher-ups and C-suite, mm -hmm. but like, they actively care about the artists. And it's that's really rare. Really, that's really cool. Like, mm -hmm. the thing that we did at Comic-Con, uh, for those of you watching, you might not know about this, there's a program at Comic-Con that's been running for many years called the CCC. It's the Comic Creator Connection. And it's basically like speed dating for artists and writers to help them collaborate to form 
hopefully a project together. Like mm -hmm. you might have an idea for a story and I might have really good art skills and we can make a comic book together or a graphic novel or whatever. And so we worked with Comic-Con this past year to bring some amazing artists to the Comic Creator Connection. Uh, they had been short on artists in past years and we thought like what better way to really give back to some artists who have been on our site for a while and mm -hmm. some really talented artists and bring them to some you know up and coming writers that could use that partnership. So DeviantArt flew 10 artists from around the country to Comic-Con, gave them badges, gave them hotels, uh, you know, paid for their meals and made sure that they had a good time at Comic-Con and really got to experience it. I'm uh, sure they did. I, I was talking yeah, with them. And we you were there with us the whole time. I was, yeah. Yeah, like you got to see it firsthand. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. really cool. Like I, I really felt like we learned a lot from them as a company even. Like they got to meet mm -hmm. with our C-suite and just talk about what they could use as artists. And <laughs> we honestly took a lot of that into consideration as we build out like the new beta for the site. But yeah, continue with what you were saying when you were there. What was your experience? Oh, no, I, uh, I had a great time because... I usually do a lot of cosplay photography, right? And I don't actually get to talk to a lot of artists the way that I get to talk to at the uh, Comic-Con with them because at most I will, you know, talk to them maybe at a conventions. Uh, they might be at Artist Alley and behind like a booth. And there's still some separation between us, you know, because they're working, totally get it, you know. But that experience, I really get to talk to some of them and see what is their role like? And because there's a lot of crossover, uh, you know, their clients could be similar to my type of clients, or we have to deal with the same type of frustration or excitement or that same doubt. And here's the one thing that I found very common in all of us is that we all have confidence issue. Like, oh my gosh, don't get me started on <laughs> imposter syndrome and confidence yes. issues, Martin. No, and it's just <laughs> intense because a lot of them make such amazing, amazing art. And it blows my mind. You're like, yeah, I don't think my stuff is good enough. And, and it's like, first of all, and I'm sure there's a lot of artists that's not even with us that weekend, but even just the artists that were there that weekend. Like, all artists, all artists, all... including yourself. I want to shake okay. you so bad hey. so often. <laughs> my, my stuff is kind of boring and easy compared to them. Which like, is uh, what you say all the time and it's totally not true. It's uh, <laughs> Like I just saw Nips the other day again, and like I'm just uh, always amazed by her stuff. And but she, no, she was saying the same thing. Like I, again, we were talking, you know, friends, friends to friends, and he, yeah. she still has the same uh, issue where she feels like she's not good enough for some of the stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Loud audible sigh for all artists <sighs> who don't believe that they're doing magic. <laughs> like it it's, is so crazy to me. Because again, my appreciation from art comes from like this sense of like, art is magic to me. And mm -hmm. yourself included, the stuff you do with photography, like I can't count the amount of times where I've pulled up your Instagram, your DeviantArt, your Twitter to show off what you can do. Because you have this ability to like make anything into something great. It's a, this incredible talent you have. <laughs> oh. And not to like float your boat on your own stream, but like, mm. You did that series at uh, Comic-Con where you did like, uh, here's someone posing and then you pulled back to show how you actually shot it. And it was oh. like, this is a person <laughs> with a, a stanchion. And like, okay. it looked like a, you know, it was a professional thing because you shot it, but like it looked like something staged in a studio, 
right? That was actually like, very fun. Uh, I, I do, but it was so cool. But, like, but that it's was so like, easy. Anyone can. That's, no, a, that's no, the no, point. No. I'm trying to show off that anyone the, can do this anywhere. The the problem is not everyone can do that, and not everyone can do that <laughs> easy. That's like uh, the Wizard of Oz, right? Like you pull back the curtain, <laughs> it's this guy, and it's like it's just this guy. But like that guy was still doing like magic. So <laughs> yeah, everyone who does magic is just like a person, but they're also still doing this really incredible thing. So like, oh, thank you, thank you. You you pulling back that curtain was more being like this humble flex of like, I only had a an elevator or an escalator <laughs> wall with plexiglass, and look at the shot I made. <laughs> That's why I was I, I was uh, doing this on purpose. It was really fun. I did a video and also a shoot. At IKEA, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite shoots, and to explain to people, like you know, uh, what, what what I can do, but also how easy other can kind of do it too. It's just like I'm just go to IKEA. It's all the set story there, and it's just like people's home, and you can do it at your own home as well. So I mean, here's the thing: like I, I'm at that point that I have learned at least something about photography, hopefully, and that's why I want to start doing YouTube and like this kind of podcast. It's just to teach people entertainment you know yeah uh, that's a new thing i feel like that's very trendy and i love it it's entertainment and education together and you're able to teach people about you know what you have learned like yeah. i wish there was someone there for me back then to teach me what i've known now but that means i'm still learning it's crazy because some of it only comes from that experience because like i think if you showed you 10 years in the past the stuff that you're doing now you would have that same sense that I do of like, what is this magic? Like, I, I think that like, you know, there are those things that you learn through experience and you are able to kind of just absorb and understand, like, here's the practical knowledge of it, where mm -hmm. it, it's like putting in a way science to faith, right? Like, oh mm -hmm. man, like we recovered from this thing or we solved this disease, but it's not necessarily because of these beliefs we have, it's because of the work that we put into it and like the knowledge behind it. So having that knowledge behind like a craft, it takes away a little bit of that magic because you've seen what went into it. So you don't see it as this magic. You're still <laughs> performing the miracle in a way. I, I have been shooting for over 15 years, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> but same to be said with Nips, who check her out at ONips. Yeah. on social media, uh, O-H-N-I-P-I-S. She's great and dynamic characters with this, like she breaks every rule of perspective and depth and it's perfect and so cool. But like, the, you know, anyone who does those sort of things where they're making this creative thing that's just incredible, they see it as something where they're just doing what they do because- they So why work. do we have that imposter syndrome? It's like, is, it, is there causation? Is there correlation? What is that like to, what do you think? I mean, I've dealt with a lot of people who I'm blown away by, and I just feel do these magical things of, <laughs> I, I see people even in the chat right now who whose work like I'm very floored by. I think that they're incredible. And I think that part of that comes from just like, it's hard to understand what you do and how it affects other people. Like there are a ton of people who I talk to who I'm like, oh, like I, you're, your stuff is incredible and just like insane and you do this and this and this and they're like yeah but like it is what it is and you know i can't believe that you know they i constantly hear i didn't think that anyone else would really like it or oh it's weird to know that my stuff is out in the wild 
like we had uh we worked with dave raposa who's like one of my bucket list artists to meet mm -hmm. uh he's worked on everything from like the logan movie poster to realistic pokemon to uh a, an original character they published two books about called steve lichman it's absolutely mm -hmm. hilarious and we got work with them for deviantart recently for our original character challenge and i had his books i kickstarted both books and both of them are at my desk because I look at them all the time. They're just beautiful art and really funny and something I can relax into. And he was like, it's so weird seeing these in the wild. And it's like, of course they're in the wild. They're like masterpieces. They're gorgeous and they're like so good. But and it's I always surprising that, when they do like, they're like, oh my God, deviant arts like my stuff. It's like, yeah, like we love your arts. Oh like, my God. They are so, as surprised as you are, which is always like, what? Why are you both? What? <laughs> so can I share one of like my my guilty pleasures and like favorite things that i loved about my job <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things is we have a giant kitchen space it's mm. massive beautiful but has a drop down projector and what i love doing is i love going on twitch as deviantart the channel mm. and uh so someone just to lay a little groundwork someone in the past has had the deviantart username for years they had mm -hmm. two followers and it took us a long time to, you know, go through trademark and say like, you know, it, it is us, DeviantArt, like, let us get that back. And Twitch was like, okay, finally, you can have it back. So we just got back twitch.tv slash DeviantArt. Mm -hmm. So uh, now I log into DeviantArt and I go into the art streams and I look at artists and I watch artists creating art and I hop on as DeviantArt and I say like, wow, I really love you know, this aspect of what you're doing, your composition is glorious, you know, oh, the way that you paint this is really cool, but it's coming from, you know, Deviant Deviant art. Art. Mm -hmm. And someone always, it, it almost always goes like this. They're like drawing. <laughs> DeviantArt, that's a fun one. How'd you get that username? And they're drawing away. And then I type, you know, trademark. It took us a minute, <laughs> but we got it now. And, and they're drawing and they look and they go, what? <laughs> and during that time i go on their twitter and i add them from our official deviantart twitter account which is like 2.2 million people and i like mm -hmm. do like slash wave you know like a little gif of like yeah. someone waving and they're like haha funny yeah and they're starting to get nervous because you know they're drawing whatever character and they're like oh my god what <laughs> and, and I, uh, I type like you know check out your twitter account <laughs> and they, yeah, you can see them go like, okay, okay. This can't be real, yeah. Oh my God, it's even <laughs> art. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, art has had like a big impact on a lot of people, which is really cool to be able to be that person. Mm -hmm. And I get excited about being able to be that person with like my joy for art that I have because like, I get to share in that moment with that person because I'm having that same moment of like joy that they have, or hopefully joy that they have that DeviantArt is on their channel mm -hmm. with like me, Matt, getting to talk directly with that artist at that moment. And so like, it's equally special for me, but it's one of my favorite things to do because, re you know, regardless of who it is, it helps me make that connection with the person. And they feel appreciated. I, they feel appreciated, which they should. But like, I get to do that from a level that like, if they just knew me as Matt, like it might not have the same impact to them. So I get mm -hmm. to show how much I care about them and what they do through like something of scale to how I feel. And, and so that's Deviant pretty special. Art, 
is such an OG, and I think it definitely means a lot to many artists, you know, around the world. Um, and I, I do you do you think how arts are being created is different in the last twenty years, especially? Oh, totally, totally, totally. I mean, if you look at like how arts being created, it a big change right now is just how uh, it's portable now. Mm. I mean, if you were looking at like art even ten years ago. Like, look at a tablet that you got 10 years ago. You had, like, you still had Cintiqs and Intuises, but for the most part, it was really a lot more rudimentary. Like, even what you were working on just didn't have the power. And the way that technology has increased has allowed people to grow and grow and grow with how they share their art and even how they create and where they create. Mm -hmm. Like, some of my favorite things are, like, just going to a bar with a friend and they've got, like, an iPad Pro and a apple pencil and procreate and they just bust something out while i'm there and i've got my sketchbook mm -hmm. and my microns you know but they can then take their thing that they made digitally and just upload it right away and that goes mm -hmm. to instagram that goes to twitter that goes to deviantart that goes to you know sometimes even, like, work in progress on. they already like it's amazing you know oh the thing that procreate does with like work in oh, progress yeah, and yeah, just the mm -hmm. capture yeah you know the time lapse it's mm -hmm. gorgeous like that's such a cool feature and it's so beneficial to artists yeah, and you and it, see like artists really succeeding on even TikTok now. Like mm -hmm. TikTok is doing great for artists. As you said, and, it's symmetrical. It's symmetrical to me. I'm like, it's weird because my dad is an artist, and it's annoying. I in saw a way. your dad's stuff that you posted, and he's really good. Uh, it's just annoying because like I stopped drawing because of him. <laughs> That's ironic. But I'm like, I got photography, so like hopefully, I mean, he's still pretty good at photography. But I'm like. I think I have an edge right now. Oh man, I got you are, finally. Are, are you just dunking on him? You're like, oh, yeah. your art is good, but this. <laughs> and it's like, I bought all the audience. Like, yes, guys, yeah, cheer for me. Hey, hey, that sign. Hold up that sign. Do you remember that sign? I paid you for that, right? Okay. So <laughs> They've yeah. got giant cutouts of your head. On my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, like, um, yeah, so he he does a lot of drawing, and I want to maybe get him an iPad someday, or wait, a better Wacom or something, so to you know let him draw. You know, yeah, that's what he's passionate about. Finally, can you know do it for more fun than just work. Um, yeah. But do you think? And I ask this question for a lot of uh, artists that come on my podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Is it hard? I mean, I feel like it's different. Okay, first of all, because deviant art and art in general is a much bigger space and history has always been art. And I feel like I'm sure every generation, someone would say, yeah, it's saturated now. It's hard to do it now. But that can't be the case because like you got even the Renaissance, I'm sure back in the Renaissance time, someone's like, nope, we got Michelangelo. We're done. Don't worry. We shouldn't get into doing art. So one of the problems that, or one of the things I see, it's not necessarily a problem, but it's a misconception with social media is if you look at Instagram, right, like especially as a photographer and someone who will work in like meticulously to make sure that every product that you put out looks beautiful, mm -hmm. you typically only publish finished works. Mm -hmm. And I and even like Instagram influencers, they will put out these photos of I'm on vacation and here's my perfect time in Bali and here's this and here are these gorgeous shots. And it kind of construes a reality that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I think for art, it can be extra detrimental where people assume that that finished product, like they don't know how long went into that and they don't know the work that went into that. And mm -hmm. seeing that finished product, they might feel like that's where they need to be to even post to 
whatever platform, whether it be DeviantArt. And those the only one that we see, you know, that's a problem. Exactly, exactly. And so they feel like anything less than X level that they're seeing on their social media is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that it's okay to have something where they're still working on it or to even say like, here's my work in progress. Like I'd love critiques. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so difficult because like that art is always growing mm-hmm. and that art is always changing mm-hmm. and it's impossible to put out the same quality of art or the same, you know, version style. of art that you see mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Style is a really specific one because mm-hmm. like, you know, how do you, one of my favorite artists is Scott C, uh, Scott Campbell. And he does mm. like this beautiful, like this really fun watercolor. It's very whimsical, uh, stuff. He does the great showdowns series. Of course. But like, if you compared that to like Stanley art germ, they're two very different oh, things. Oh, very different. Mm-hmm. And you might not think that one compares to the other, but both are really good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so with the way that people perceive on social media, it, you know, they might not understand that those are both really great things and why each should be celebrated. And that can be really tough. And also um, one thing I feel like is that, for example, for my photography and this, I can speak mm-hmm. from my own personal experience. Uh, they also don't know how much time I put in in my photos. For yeah. example, for my portraits, and that's one problem I have with a lot of social media platform, not DeviantArts, because DeviantArts can do a great job at this, is to show off actually some of the effort I put in in my photos. You know, I mm-hmm. I spend about two to three hours per portrait photos. So I believe yeah, it. Yeah, I try to you know shorten it, but every time I learn, it's funny because I will try to learn a new trick and like a new technique, like oh, I can make this look better. I thought that was supposed to shorten my time. Instead, actually make me want to spend more time on it to make it even better. But I also explained to people, yes, this photo took two hours, but it's actually two hours plus 20 years. You know, I've been retouching for over yeah. 20 years. So you're not just seeing a two hours photo, you're seeing 20 plus year that goes into that as well. So don't get discouraged if you just started and you don't exactly. feel like you can get to there. You yeah. need that experience of knowing how to make those changes, knowing mm-hmm. where to make the shortcuts, knowing what shortcuts to apply, knowing mm-hmm. what to do where. It's all super important. And I'm still and learning. And the, the that's the great thing always. is that once you, because like, you know, you have this weird curve where at first like, you feel like you're nobody, then you like, you don't know what you're doing. Then you got to somebody, like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. But then later you realize like, I have no idea what's at all. It's like science, you know, like it's like kids too. Like you learn something. Like, oh, I know a lot about the world. And then you become a scientist and you're like, there's a lot I do not know about this world. The, the thing I always hear and uh, the CCO at DeviantArt, Justin Maller, and I talk about this is your skill versus your taste and mm-hmm. the never ending pursuit of one to the other. Of mm-hmm. uh, You know, you start looking at art, right? whether it be photography or whatever, and you say, I like that. And that sets your taste level. But mm-hmm. your skill might be here. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. sure I'm on the screen. <laughs> and so as you work towards that aspect, you're mm-hmm. constantly ingesting new stuff. Mm-hmm. So that taste keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And then you plateau for a bit and you go, I like where I'm at, but like, oh man, I should be up here and I should be better. And so you mm-hmm. work towards that, but that's constantly building and rising. Mm-hmm. and I don't think you can ever really catch your skill to where. And that is the artist mindset, I think, because like for us as artists, and I think you always have that, you know, once it catch up, you have a small bliss moment. That's for maybe very tiny bits, right? You're like, oh, my stuff is good. Like, I like it now. But within like a 
one or two weeks, like, no, this is shit. I, this is not good and, enough. And, and I think you, that's where part mm. of that imposter syndrome comes in. Mm. Like, honestly, I think the only time you ever fail as an artist is when you're not working towards something. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you're, if you're always trying to learn and you're always trying to improve or you're always focusing on some way of growth, whether that be, I want to understand color theory better or I want to uh make my art look more like this or i want to take on this project you're always improving you're always learning you're always putting in the work it's Mm -hmm. only when you stop the work that you fail yeah and i was talking to someone earlier who is a streamer and she was saying like ambiguous uh-huh and then she was saying that's like man i wish i could be like finally be comfortable like feel like i've made it because like some we're talking about someone else and she's very happy and very comfortable how she is but I'm like, it's, this is not about actually where you are. Uh, even if you catch up to her, that level, whatever you think she at, you're still not going to be happy and satisfied because how we are as a person where we feel like, because like, I'm pretty sure, and I explained to her and she can see it now. It's like five years ago before you started streaming, you know, you, I bet you were like, you know what? If I can just make enough on streaming where I could just pay rent, I'll be happy. Maybe a little bit for food. Now you're making way more than enough for food mm-hmm. and rent. But she's now thinking about like, what's it when I retire and all this stuff. But like, you have made such a big improvement and, you know, uh, like just a new rise from where you were expecting. We just push that, you know, expectation higher and higher. So believe in yourself and know that you are constantly improving. So you don't, yeah. um, you don't be too I, hard I, on yourself. I think you're completely right. If someone can be objective enough to like look at how they would have seen themselves now five years ago, mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool way to like really absorb yeah. where you're at. Yeah, because like, I'm sure five years ago, your goals are very different. And it's, there's a high chance that you might have already succeed in some of those goals already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you also come from many uh, paths of life. Like you walk, you did many things because... <laughs> You, you didn't just start out. It's just like, oh, I'm a, I just became a head of social media at Demon Arts. I don't know someone there, <laughs> but no. yeah, like what else have like? Of course, you know, we met at uh, when you were at Alt. So you have done many stuff too. Did do you have yeah. something that's your favorite or something you enjoy more than the other? I don't know. I think all of it really like leans into community work. Like mm-hmm. I think all of it kind of worked towards putting me into the social media field which is weird to say, but like looking back, it's very kind of a holistic way to see my career as a whole. Because uh, in high school, I was like a lifeguard, right? Which I was teaching swim lessons. I was working in a small community to like build kind of a central point around the pool. And (laughs) then in college, I was a resident advisor and worked in a coffee shop and I was building those communities. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out to LA and I was doing uh, like all sorts of stuff. Like I did so many different things. I worked at a comedy place for a long time. I worked at the Groundlings Theater for almost a decade and really built like a community there. And I did a D&D podcast way back in the day. Uh, and it did really, really well and built a community around tabletop role playing and uh, had a great time there. But everything I did really focused around making a community and a place for people to feel at home. And, and so being, oh, go ahead. Uh, so this is something I talk to a lot of gaming companies at yeah. uh, in the gaming world because you know I, I interact with that industry a lot. 
a lot of companies, new companies that don't understand that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, why is my brand? Why is my game doesn't have a uh, following like a huge forward base like Riot or Blizzard? You know those kind of gaming companies, but they don't understand how much effort those giant companies have and how many years they have spent to, you know, create that yeah. kind of environment." Uh, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's tough. I mean, like uh, some people do it really well. Like um, one that's doing it really well right now that uh, is like the team over at Apex. They do hmm. uh, Apex Legends. They do great work with their community. And you look at like a battle royale game, and that's not much to build around, right? It resets mm -hmm. every time. As soon as you're done with a round, it's reset. You know, like there's no story. You know, there's, there's yeah, yeah. And they do an amazing job supporting their creators. Mm -hmm. and uh, their fans, which is exactly what you need to do. And I know people on their team as far as community and social, and they work really hard to make sure that those people are appreciated. And I think it takes that sort of dedication, that sort of like wanting to help people find, you know, a third, a third home or a third place mm -hmm. uh, that they, they want to be at. And if you get someone like that on your team, they, then you're doing it right. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, many gaming companies are still having to learn that. And it's such valuable because, and even explain to the company itself, because they have to spend time and effort and resources, you know, they don't, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it's kind of like building friendship, you know, you don't just have someone as a friend and then suddenly they become your best friend. It, it, it takes some time. Well, I mean, and even leaning heavier into that, it's not about just paying someone to be your friend. Oh, definitely not. No, like yeah. a, a lot of companies will say like, hey, here's like, you know, X amount of money, make a piece of art about this or mm -hmm. make a cosplay about this. And that doesn't build that sense of community. That's a great commission. And thank you for supporting an artistic community. But it doesn't build the loyalty or like the actual sense of, in a way, ownership that fans have to properties mm -hmm. that they really want to care about and communities that they really want to care about. And that's how companies lose fans and lose uh, fan base or communities that they start mm -hmm. disconnecting with. They don't understand. Uh, and I think we kind of seeing that somewhat with Blizzard, you know, in the recent years is that they have lost touch a little bit with what the community is like and become more just uh, maybe profit driven or stuff like that. And it's, again, it's not it just can, about money, though. It can be tough because like yeah. I, I can't speak too much on how blizzard works internally but from the outside it definitely appears like they're trying to be a lot safer and really trying to make the right steps mm -hmm. and in a lot of cases especially with like the overwatch community i feel like it's taken a little too long which is mm -hmm. uh frustrating for the fan base yeah you look at like uh, overwatch is supposed to have a graphic novel within like year one maybe year two mm -hmm. and that got canned and like even today uh michael chu the head writer uh resigned and that was like a major shock for me. <laughs> um, you know, they're they're trying to. They had like such a great start to Overwatch and the characters and everything. Oh, they yeah, they did. Like, there's so so many things that so Blizzard have done many things for rights, but they also have messed up a lot uh, on different things. So, but I I just hope you know they can see how they build get to where they are and try to learn from that and. Role. I mean, Riot yeah. learned it really quickly. Um, I, I mean, -wise. did did Riot learn it quickly, or did they take you know x amount of time as well? Like, I think one of the challenges mm. with like 
uh, like Riot did some amazing things for their artists, this, uh, like for the mm -hmm. art community this year. They did some really great things. So I'm not trying to take away from that, but I'm saying like sometimes the learning curve is just necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think that Blizzard might be in one of those learning periods right now. I don't think that they're being necessarily malicious towards anything or like trying to restrain things. I think that they're just really trying to do something right. And sometimes when you're so focused on doing something right, you end up not doing it. Mm -hmm. And that can be a real challenge. Um, but I know like a lot of people who work there and they're really trying to do like some awesome stuff. It just can be sometimes you're trying so hard to do something right that tough. it takes forever. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's, that's a great message, actually. <laughs> um, do, do you find it difficult uh, or easier for you to do at even arts to build that community? The what's crazy is so like I came from like an esports community. I was working with uh, Vision Entertainment, which worked with like Echo Fox and a lot of really cool uh, mm -hmm. like uh, Facebook gaming sort of stuff and shows. Mm -hmm. And so I came from a community where on social media I was told to kill myself at least five times a day, uh, numerous slaying and derogatory terms thrown at me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a blast. <laughs> um, I worked with great people, but the community could have been a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. embracing. Welcoming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so to come to Deviant, people were literally like, the worst thing I get was like, oh, your art isn't my favorite. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't even feel like an insult. That is like, oh, yeah, fair? It, fair? It, Sounds uh, like fair. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Like, uh, I really like the community. We have a DeviantArt. And one of the things that I really appreciate is coming at it from someone who's been on the platform for over a decade. I realize that even when there are, you know, quote unquote complaints, that's actually mm -hmm. people who are just very passionate and they want mm -hmm. it to work really well. And everyone comes at it from a perspective of what they know. So some people might mm -hmm. say, we need this, we need this. And they know what they need for maybe a digital artist, but it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily benefit a writer because we mm -hmm. have a really strong literature community. Mm -hmm. And so being able to be a part of that community where I can talk with them and like maybe connect them with some literature people and say like, great, like, how about you two talk and let's see what we can do best for both of you is a really cool place to be in. And mm -hmm. so myself, I find, I find that I end up being that communicator or that like bridge between our teams that are developing new products and trying to make new, the new version of DeviantArt as excellent as possible for artists and really help artists with artists themselves <laughs> and so we're really trying i mean that was a whole thing with that comic-con group was we made sure that mm -hmm. they met with the best teams mm -hmm. and we're doing an artist in residency program right now which Ooh. uh we're we've done two months of it's been amazing mm -hmm. our first month was uh rj palmer who is known as arvelis he did the concept art for detective pikachu he did mm -hmm. a whole realistic pokemon series that's great um and he's big into paleo art and we brought him in for a week. He created a piece and we took him to the Natural History Museum. We did some amazing things, but he also sat in on all of our meetings for that week, like mm -hmm. full transparency. We did not pull any punches and he got to see exactly what we're working on and what we do and what we really strive for. And he was able to give us honest notes on how he felt as an artist and what he felt we could do better. And mm -hmm. we took those to our teams and we're making some changes. And then our second month was uh, Eric Proctor, who's in chat right now, Sachin, who is an hey, amazing Eric. artist. 
um, does beautiful art. He did this amazing Aurora Borealis wolf piece for us that is just stunning. And same thing, he got to be here for a week in the office, talk with our COO, our CEO, our CCO, everyone, uh, our customer service team, you know, and just really get the information that maybe as a user of DeviantArt, you've always wanted to know those secrets, you mm. know. What, what, why did this piece get removed, but not this one? Why uh, does the front page work like this? You know, what's See, with the llamas? <laughs> and, uh, I, I used to work in Silicon Valley, and I wish I can explain people the same thing too. And change takes time, like takes lots of time. And also there's other stuff that is hard to explain. And mm -hmm. again, there's, Everyone has different need. And as you said, you know, they're not malicious. They just seeing the need from their perspective. Exactly. So it makes and, a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of those things where why I'm happy that I'm in the I am because I understand that. I would assume that anyone that the team here at DeviantArt would have hired would have would know that because like everyone that works here is so passionate towards it. But like I'm very happy that I'm in the position where I am because I understand that any concerns come from that passion that mm -hmm. want to have a the frustration yeah, it's not at the people you know it's more like at what they want exactly to yeah exactly which is like great. there are a few times when it's aimed at me and it me more when someone at deviantart you suck because i'm like i've worked really hard for you <laughs> <laughs> more than i did when someone was hey gears of war 57 you're the worst and i'm like okay yeah, yeah. still better than, you know, <laughs> again the gaming space where it's like yeah yeah go kill I mean, yourself like, oh, all right yeah i mean it's like a hello there yeah. <laughs> so you know for me it's just one of those things where like everyone here really does care we've got a great team That's and great. uh one of the things that like always surprises people which you know at this point and i uh, we have a podcast at DeviantArt, and I always try and push it in there as well because, like, please let us I, know. I, I, I want to. I want you to talk about that and also Eclipse, like, like the whole the news thing. Sure, does. yeah. Because it got so it goes trending on Twitter, and everyone's like, "DA is coming back. It's happening." And I'm like, "Yes, let's talk about that too." Uh, okay, yeah, we can go into that too. But one <laughs> of the things that's crazy about DeviantArt is globally, again, 50 million registered users. Our team is under 100 people globally, and that mm. includes everyone that's coding the site everyone that is designing emails for the site, everyone that is responding to your posts on the site, like that's a hundred less than a hundred people globally. Mm -hmm. And so for a team of that's that small, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, I'm getting choked up because it means so much. Um, <laughs> and all the other logistics uh, stuff too, it's not just like the website itself, you know, like there's many things that go on in the company. Well, yeah. You know? well yeah. we've got so many things coming in the future that like that's, you know, at least a third of the team is just working on future stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, trying to, you know, getting a team of that size to work with a community that size, like you've got to really care and you've got to really want to make that difference to people. So like everyone that works at DeviantArt is insane in the best way to try and make things perfect for artists and to do things for artists. So That's good. I'm glad about yeah. like, I always like people being passionate about things that they love. And it really yeah. shows. It is yeah. they shine their eyes turn differently. Like I'm not sure to explain <laughs> it, but do you know that look when you have someone talk about stuff they're passionate about? Their eyes just glow. It's it's the equivalent of like an anime. Uh, Deku takes the all for one power. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I've yeah. always wanted the anime glow of my glasses for them to like flash white. Have you seen those glasses though? 
Do they have those? Yeah, they're very really, they're very cheap too. But they like you can buy them on like Wish.com. It's literally okay, classes. I'm going on Wish. You, you ta- are you sponsored by Wish, Martin? Because like I've been <laughs> on a couple of your podcasts watching where you've talked about Wish. I wish, and... I wish. Just, I but it's just that every once in a while I will get a notification. It's like okay, maybe I'll buy this thing. Two months I'll, later, I'll, I'm like, I'll get a contact prescription just to wear those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they have yeah. Well, the form, the problem is that they block out. Actually, I'll send you a video later. Stella bought one online. It was literally yeah. just like a glasses, and then if you touch it, it light up. That's all I want. Like I learned, I, f- I forget the name of the character. I think it's Ashida from Bleach. Did you ever watch mm. Bleach? Yeah, of course. Yes. Like yeah, like he had the glasses and he always pushed them mm, up always. like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember there was a point in my life where I worked really hard to like push my glasses up the exact same way. <laughs> It meant a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So there are some glasses to do that. I took a few selfie and video. So I'll show you later. But it's really funny because it, it has LED in it. So literally it doesn't glow. But then you just do this and go. Ching. Oh, you can be I like, yeah. I need that. You can just be like a villain going. Yes. <laughs> I'm expecting <laughs> you. Yes. So. Uh, okay. Anyway, going but back yes. to uh, all the things that you mentioned. Sorry, I'm going to try and hit all those talking points. Uh, <laughs> DeviantArt was trending on Twitter. Yeah. For it a was. While. Uh, what's cool about DeviantArt, not to say just one thing, because there are many, uh, is there's no algorithm. So mm-hmm. if you watch someone, your stuff gets seen. Versus like Facebook, you watch someone, uh, if you're a page, you're lucky if 2% of your stuff is seen by your, or you're lucky if 2% of your followers see your stuff. Mm-hmm. So watch is a really cool function on DeviantArt where if you say, I want to watch this person, you will always see updates from them. It's an algorithmless part of the site. Mm-hmm. Are there parts of the site that will recommend stuff to you like an algorithm? Yes, but that's a completely different part. That's if you want to explore or browse or find other stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you only want to see what you want to see, there's a perfectly fine place for that on DeepNet, mm-hmm. which is great. Should you go into these other parts like recommended for you? 100% because there are amazing artists there that you need to see. Mm-hmm. And the team that we have working on like AI to find actual pieces that you will like specifically you is insane. They're great. They're incredible people and they work really hard to find those. I bet it's hard because like. there's so many types of art and sometimes arts are hard to describe and categorize. It's, it's crazy. Like there are so many different things. Like and the they overlap way. too. So it's kind of like, you know, like, like even my photography, mm-hmm. it goes into cosplay, manga, going to mm-hmm. a different type of art, fabric, you know, like all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Well, not to get to like marketing, a, uh, which is not the goal, but like for photographers, we just added something where you can tag your model in your photos now. Oh, yes. like, mm-hmm. And you can also tag what character they're being oh, like really? as a specific thing. So like now their stuff will like that image. If you take a picture of, you know, Stella as uh, a colleague, Hmm. you know like if you search Hmm. akali you'll find it or if you search stella you'll find it or if you search martin wong you'll find it you know so like you know that yeah it's really cool um but we're trying to find ways to really support creators of all different types and all different aspects of that creation Mm -hmm. so whether you're a model or you're a character designer or you're a photographer all of those will come up in the same spot Hmm. which is pretty cool um but yes um what I'm sorry, I have so many questions about Deering Arts. But I, I, Fire I, away, I, man. I yeah, I'll answer whatever. I, I feel like at this point, I have to tell people, it's like, this is not a pay podcast by Deering oh. or anything. I just met this is a good friend of mine. Yeah, and, no. When, and when I started at Deering Art, I was like, you know who 
we need to talk to is Martin. <laughs> so like <laughs> that and feeling but, of and then friendship when you, and respect. Yeah. Mutual. And then when you saw me at an event, uh, as you both went to, I was like, I had a lot of drink, but I'm pretty sure Matt just told me that he does deviant arts now. I wasn't sure. I was like, <laughs> I was playing Smash while getting smashed. Like I was like oh, drinking a lot. That was a fun event. Oh, it was oh fun. Yeah, but I was like, the next morning, it's like, pretty sure he said he's at deviant arts and he wanna have me to come in and have some have a have a talk like for projects. So like, what? Yeah. Am I was I drunk? <laughs> and then I got your text like, oh no, that was cool. That was real. <laughs> yeah. Now one of the big things that we're really trying to do is we're working to create the best spot on the internet for artists. Mm. And that's not and, like a marketing thing. That's just a thing that we believe in. And again, how do back, like why like what other than well, like you know those features? Back, we're we're yeah. less than hundred people globally managing a network like we have to believe that we have to believe that we're doing something for like good to mm. want to do it and so every aspect of what we're doing is working towards that so one of the things that we're doing there is reaching out to creators like yourself and making sure that like we bring you in and talk to you about like what you need what we could do better for you because like if the site doesn't work for you there are infinite other social platforms or places like whether you have a website or not mm -hmm. you know that you could post your stuff why should you be on DeviantArt? We want to make sure that you have a valid reason to do that. This is a great you know? question to ask. Like any company, they should ask themselves, like, why should people care? Why do they use? Well, we, we think that time is like such a huge asset, like such a valuable thing for everyone, right? Like mm -hmm. you only have X amount of time. There's no way that you can gain more time. Mm -hmm. So uploading, like if I upload to like if I'm an artist and I want to upload my piece to be seen, I'm uploading to Instagram, Twitter, DeviantArt, Facebook, maybe like Animo or uh, Tumblr if I'm really trying. Uh, Flickr still a thing? It. Uh, That's much of photography, know. but I think they're I think they but, got closed down. I forget, but yeah. Yeah. So like there, yeah, there are a lot of places where I can do it. Mm -hmm. So why am I making the time to post to all of those? Or why is DeviantArt in my top group of those to post to? It has to mm -hmm. have a reason. And so we're trying to make that reason apparent by doing it right. Mm. And if we can form a community where you can talk with other artists, where you can be seen, where you can be discovered, where you can accomplish whatever goal you have, because every artist has different goals, mm -hmm. then we're doing our job right. And mm. if we do our job right, then like people will be on the site and we don't have to say like, you know, we don't have to make it into something where we're trying to bring people in or show value because the value is just there for you. Mm -hmm. And so we're working really hard at that. That's a big part of like, you mentioned earlier Eclipse, which is what we're currently uh, titling the beta for the new DeviantArt is a big step for us. It's our first big change in a long time. It looks and amazing. Thanks. Like a team in Tel Aviv did a lot of work. A team in Kiev did a lot of work and we did a lot of work in LA. Yeah, like because for the longest time, Deviant Arts looked the same, and it was great when it first came out. It was great for the first ten years, maybe. And I, I mean, I love the nostalgia. Uh huh. Fan of the '90s. Yesterday, I queued up different songs from the '90s and saw if the younger employees knew who they were. One of mm -hmm. our employees didn't know who the Gin Blossoms were. It broke my heart. Uh -huh. Um, but fire him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great at a time but like there's so much mm -hmm. more that we can do for artists and where yeah. that site was at that point the future isn't really there for artists the things that mm -hmm. artists need we can't do with that site 
Mm-hmm. And so we need to bring a new site to people to help them continue to be artists in 2020 and the future. And a lot of that is stuff that we've researched. We've worked with a ton of artists. We've filed so many feedbacks. Uh, we have eclipsefeedback.com, which I send out hundreds of times a day. <laughs> and uh, it's just a place where we collect every feedback and if people file stuff there, it goes to the right teams and guaranteed it's read by a person every single time. That's awesome. So there are people who work really hard and just read those things. That's and crazy. again, you guys only have like what, less than a hundred people? Less than a hundred people, but like we're trying to do it right and we think it's vital to do it right because that's our responsibility as the top art community. Like that's what we have to do. Um, if we were going at it for any other reason, it would it and we wouldn't be doing it and DeviantArt still wouldn't be around after nearly 20 years. Like it wouldn't have made it this far. But the people working here and the people who worked here even before me, like they all cared that same way. And that's why the site still exists. That's awesome. That's, that's uh, unfortunately rare, but it shouldn't it, be. It is unfortunately rare, but like I want to pull back even another layer of transparency, if you don't mind, of, of course, something I think that we did really cool that like, so a lot of times when a company works with another company, mm-hmm. you end up creating something that's crowdsourced, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want to make this thing and you're going to create fan art for this. And only the top three get a prize. Mm-hmm. And those top three are generally people who are very, very great at art. And that's awesome because it's a contest and contests have to be skill-based or mm-hmm. have like different criteria you can judge on just legally. It's very mm-hmm. tough. You can't have like a raffle or sweepstakes if you're international because that wouldn't be a contest. Legal. That would just yeah. Yeah. It, uh-huh. Yeah. It's very tricky legal stuff. And yeah. uh, so one of the things that we did is we've started working with different companies on things where there are other judging criteria and there are other things that we can do. So one of them is the original character. And for the original character challenge, we've partnered currently with Wacom who makes uh, a bunch of drawing tablets and products and screens to create digital art. And we help educate people on how to do character design. And it's not mm-hmm. just a contest about make a character. It's prepping you for content briefs and character briefs of mm-hmm. make this character. It's maybe a space pirate. And the space pirate has a lucky hat. It has a trusty weapon and it has a family crest. So much like how if you were working for a video game company or a movie company or a comic book, they might say, here's our character. They've got this, this, and this. Now draw it for us. We're mm-hmm. giving them that sort of prompt. Mm-hmm. Now what's special about that is that's not a character that exists anywhere. And so at the end of the contest, you as an artist still retain all rights to the character you created because mm-hmm. you 100% created that character. It's not like we asked you to draw Mickey. An IP that exists, yeah. Exactly. And so you can make a comic book with that character after you've done it. You can do whatever you want. You own that character. Mm. So then to go even further, we've got three funnels of how you can win. So you might win off of being the best technical artist. It might be very gorgeous, beautiful art. You did a great job. Awesome. Like Mm -hmm. top tier. Maybe you win like a top of the line Cintiq. Mm -hmm. But you look at this middle tier, it's on creativity. So maybe you're not like technically an amazing artist but your idea is really spectacular you came up with the fact that these things and that just blew our mind you win that same prize you can win a top of the line cintiq so maybe if you're up and coming artist you now have a tool that can help you elevate your art and get to that point yeah exactly and then third we always bring in a guest judge an example artist 
and they set their own parameters. So maybe like it's like we want someone who has really intricate details to them or like some background that's based off of a real life color use or something Mm -hmm. yeah and so they can judge on their own thing and the top Mm -hmm. person of that still gets that top prize and Mm -hmm. then there's still a second prize and third prize across all of those but they're all equally weighted and prized so no longer do you have to just be the best of the best to win anything we can now provide tools to people because you guys show how much passion you you all have for art and for you know for this kind of community I think that does translate really well for other partners that you brings on, you know, yeah. like Wacom or any one of them. Again, also, Wacom, are we sure not Wacom? Wacom, are we sure? I always say Wacom. I mean, I could be wrong. I, Who knows? I, they I really only wanna, ever text it to me. So. They never reply my Twitter. I really want to know. Because <laughs> I have heard it from multiple people, okay? Did, did you see what Ubisoft did with No. Have you ever seen that video? Ubisoft did a whole video where they to the company name uh-huh. and half of them are saying ubisoft and half are saying ubisoft <laughs> you're right i didn't think about it it was hilarious so like so i think it's also cultural based too like for example uh just two are really significant to me because in america we say uber and skype right yeah uh my friends and family in hong kong they call it uber and skype skype i know nope yeah right. Like, <laughs> get get out of here! Like I don't often say this, but they're they're wrong. They're wrong. But spelling <laughs> wise, like Skype, I like okay, I can see why. But and no. then a P and then an E. Yeah, because I mean, I it, yeah exactly. Like, you know, I I understand. I get it. I get it. Uh, but some of the words actually English I don't understand too. But that's I, I have a. Like, wafers over there like wafers crackers yeah at the other day i was like i wasn't sure i was like why did i call waffles you know like waffles but you know apparently you need two f's i don't know i'm just saying like wacom webcom i don't care just draw some cool stuff i i I mean they can they can send us a voice thing and i know right like i really want to just go all the way up to the ceo and say hey (laughs) what is it like with a microphone to his face Mm -hmm. pronounce it now yeah, it's a GIF and a GIF, you know? Well, that the, the uh, creator of that has been fairly open about yeah, how I mean, yeah, they pronounce exactly. it. They say, you know, and people still debate it, and they still won't take that as an answer, you know? Which is yeah, kind of stupid. I, I mean, I believe it because, like, I, do, I don't like GIF. I like GIF. So uh-huh. Yeah, Sam. He, the, the creator can oh, say whatever they want. No, it's like my GIF. last name, mm. right? Mm, it's like my yeah. last name. In Germany, Buchholz. Mm-hmm. In my family, Buchholz. So... Say whatever you want. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I just, want, I just went over there because I got this little notebook. Oh, uh, yeah. Those sketchbooks are so nice, man. Like, I'm envious. Yeah. Like, they're gone now. And those I ones are a, really good. I still have one here, guys. Do you guys want it? The, the, the paperweight is great on those. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, I was like, at first I was like, oh, it's just a normal notebook. I was like, oh, no. It, it doesn't leak great. ink. It doesn't leak uh, ink through it like when you yeah. draw like copics and whatnot it doesn't soak through so i'm always really happy it's amazing anyway that was great i know again i'm going way over time than i expected which is not a problem hopefully you enjoyed that as well yeah uh, yeah well before you go um where can we find you i don't i mean sure. i don't have to tell people where to find deviant arts it's just deviantarts.com and deviant arts on everything even on twitch now after trademark even battle. on twitch and yeah. on TikTok. 
and on TikTok. They were so easy. Um, we've never posted there, but I definitely have that account on lockdown. So you don't have to go through the whole. Yeah, I don't uh, want to deal with them later. Please, yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but Matt, how do we find you? Okay, so you can find me across anywhere at GG Matt B. It's very easy. You don't even have to worry about my last name. It's don't, yeah, don't. GG Matt B. GG Matt B. On Twitter, right. Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> DeviantArt, Twitch, YouTube. No, not YouTube. YouTube is completely different. I'm wrong. But I don't use it, so it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, you know, I had a great time. Uh, and you share a lot of knowledge. And not just knowledge, insight, and also perspective that I enjoy. You know, so well, thank you so for much. having me, dude. I always have a great time. You gotta I need to come by the office sometimes. again and hang yeah. out sometime in the future. Yeah, let's make that happen. Oh, right, well, people in chat are saying my name. Yeah, there it I is. I know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. We all had a great time. Uh, I will be on here again on Tuesday, next Tuesday. I'm doing every Tuesday, Wednesday now. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, can we get a sneak peek? Who's your guest? Yes. Next Tuesday, I will have Ryan Brandt, an amazing oh. cosplayer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, also a good friend of mine. Uh, you might also know someone called Jessica Negri. So mm. never heard of eh, something. It's a small name. You introduced me to Jessica like the day after we met. That was a, have that I? Was a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Well, she came in, remember the, the battle on the strip? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that what you introduced me to Jessica and Stella within like a week, and I was like, this is a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: they're great people. Like it's just no amazing it's, people. But yeah. like I should have been because I was very nervous talking to people who do such excellent craftsmanship. They're great. Like so, they both work so hard at what they do. It's amazing. And Ryan's gonna talk to me about it because he makes amazing armor for the longest time too. Yes. You know? So. That that would be an interesting talk. I also have, have you heard of this uh, host gamer person called Pamela Horton? Oh, yeah. Of yeah, course. She was on Wednesday. She just too. had a terrifying oh, yeah. surgery. She keep dying and i like, please don't die. Like, yeah. She's going she's, through She's lot. awesome though. At she's multiple awesome. conventions, she's been the yeah. person in line behind me. I've cool. never introduced myself, but I'm always like, I know who you are. In a not creepy way. It's always a weird time because when you see and you're in line too because like if, here's the you thing. don't want to bother people. Yeah, and here's the thing: what if you said something awkward and then because like, I'm saying it my perspective, not you. I'm sure you'll do great, but like if I meet someone that I, you know, want to say hi, but if I say something stupid, but now I'm stuck in line, like do I get out of line based on like what I did? Like I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you gotta like, leave. If you're yeah, the one like, who says something <laughs> stupid, you have to leave line. But I like, waited just, for an hour in line for something I want. Like, you should have said something stupid, matter. Martin. Yeah, that's your own fault. Yep. So, so yeah, I'm gonna have uh, Ryan and Pamela on for next week. Hopefully, she'll be you know able to do it as well. We'll see. No, uh, if not, no problem. I'm sure I'll you know have to talk to her sometime too. Uh, but that's it for now. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, have a great night. Yeah. All right. See ya. Bye.